0: Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory.
1: Hello everybody, this is Gregory. Welcome back to The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Today we're going to talk about why women hate MGTOW and why they perceive it to be a threat Couple of reasons I want to do this is I got my first legitimate threat on Instagram, and I'll read this to you. So I suppose a woman, because I think only a woman would do this, was upset on the video that I did for Taylor Swift, because I got this message from somebody. It says, "Keep Taylor's name out of your mouth, you bald ass straggit." Don't know what a straggit is. Or I will literally track you down and make sure you are never to talk again. So I sent that to Instagram for them to see that as a threat. Also, I checked uh, recently my reviews over here at The Awakened Man. And this must be a woman who posted this. And again, if you you want to get in the posting wars with the women, by all means, go post a review. It takes two seconds if you have an Apple product. When you're listening on your phone, just scroll down a little, say, write a review. This person, one star. He's not awakened. He's a small man with a wounded ego. Such a limited narcissistic view of life. Hmm. And so this inspired me to do this episode because clearly this is a woman. Because men don't covertly shame other men. That's just not the way men work. Men confront and then they're cool. Women are the masters of the surreptitious. So this is clearly a woman. So let's talk about why women hate MGTOW and ultimately the irony of all this. Well, clearly look, okay, women hate MGTOW because it's a threat to their livelihood. We know that women are wired for provisioning and security. This is undisputed hypergamy, right? We we know this exists. Women are the smaller sex, the shorter, they weigh less typically, even though the, now the average woman weighs 170 pounds but. And uh, they're the the weaker sex, the smaller sex. No one can deny that. Yes, there are women that can beat up men, yes. But as a whole, they're smaller. And so they need protection and provisioning throughout their existence to protect themselves from being raped or murdered, from predators, from other men, and so forth. So in this wiring, they're wired to be needing security and provisioning. And men in the past were apt to give it to them. Because in the past, it was a benefit and a boon to do so. Because there was really nothing that would endanger you or your livelihood by doing so. And typically, if you read books like like Sex at Dawn, typically this was your offspring. So you needed to protect the woman that was gestating your offspring or raising your offspring. So, So it makes sense. So if you go to today... Women still want provisioning and security. Yes, they work. A lot of them work. Yes, they work. But it doesn't mean that's been satiated, the need for provisioning and security. So when you have a philosophy, a way of life like going your own way, where men, and it's not involuntary celibate losers, this is the classic shame tactic used by women. And we know the biggest incels are middle-aged women. But when there's a movement, philosophy, whatever you like to call it, that is espousing and exhorting men to not get married because of the hazards of marriage, just in the court system we have today, of course women are going to balk at that and retaliate to that because it goes against their whole wiring and ethos because they need provisioning and security. So if enough good quality men, high quality men, and even doormat blue pill simps, future beta riders did it, Women would be in a panic, and they wouldn't be in a panic not so much as, "Oh, you know, who's going to have my kids?" Because Chad and Tyrone are always around to to sire the kids with them. It's not necessarily that; it's more of who am I going to get my my new car, my new house, my clothes, all the furnishings in my house that seventy five percent of the the income that's used to pay the mortgage is from the woman. Where am I going to get this from? And so they panic because they're going to actually have to be human doers instead of human beings. We know this, right? Women who are born beautiful don't have to really do much. Men have to earn their sexual market value. Even good-looking men, it gets them some doors open. But overall, if they're broke, their SMVs low. So they have to earn their sexual market value. But women, it's a hard, difficult concept for women to think, oh, my God, so I actually have to work for the house that I live in? I actually have to work for the car that I'm driving? So they're like, no, I mean, I'm mean, i gonna go major in MRS. I'm gonna go find the highest sexual market value man I can. And this is when they're younger, when they're older, they'll just find the beta provider because a beta provider who they can walk all over and cuck is better than being alone because a woman entering her invisible years alone is petrifying to women, despite what they'll tell you. And it's true, and it's, it's depressing and lonely as demonstrated by the psychology today. Humongous survey they did a few years ago. What's the happiest profile and least happiest profile? The least happiest profile were rich, childless, single women in their 40s. So, of course, if there's a movement that's saying men work on you, protect yourself, women are going to be angry at that. Heaven forbid men look out for themselves. Heaven forbid we do that, right? Because our job is the human ATM machine. We are the plow horse. They don't care. It's Perfo's law, right? What have you done for me lately? My love, my love for you is based on what you provide me. So why do you think they'd give a damn about you or your feelings? They don't. They'll tell you they love you at the beginning because their love for you is based on what you provide, and what also they're projecting qualities they want you to have. And then once the disillusionment kicks in in, in the marriage, it's inevitable. And once they start rationalizing why they should leave or have an affair, that do you think they really care about your feelings at the end of the marriage, where they're they're monkey branching and moving on a week later, or they start having an affair? No, they don't care. Do they, you think they really care when they take seventy percent of your assets, most of which they didn't earn, but they only earned it by manipulating you and inveigling you and signing the marriage contract? Do you think they care? No, they don't care. Of course not. In their minds, it's solipsism, right? In their minds, whatever they're doing, all the money they're taking, the kid taking the kids away burdening you with alimony, maybe false alleging you, is all justified. It's all justified. So understand, why should we be the white knight idiot if if for women, when we know in the long run it doesn't help us because you can't save them, I mean, they're damaged, you can't save them, just like women can't r- run in and save men, the fixer-upper, this is nonsense. Go to the Einstein quote, right? A man marries a woman and spends the rest of the marriage wondering what happened to that woman a woman marries a man and spends the rest of the marriage trying to change the man into the man she wants him to be both are inevitably disappointed close quote so look you can't save people but the fundamental difference between the two between the men and the women is that men are wired to work our our raison d'etre our, our reason for existence is to work we like to produce we like to have output we like to bring food to our table and all these things women they don't need to work go 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 read the classic 1973 Uh, book, The Manipulated Man by Esther Villar. So she was maligned beyond belief by the feminists in 1973, and she wrote this book. It's a fascinating book, and one of the the major points she brings out is, you know, women don't have to work, even in 1973, but even even now. Women have the option to work. Yes, they might have to work once they leave high school or college, but once they get married, they have the option. Yeah, I want to stay home with the kids, or I'll work part-time, or I'll work. Men don't have that option. We have to work 99.9% of the time. I have a friend whose aunt's husband is a stay-at-home husband. doesn't work. She works. And he gets an allowance from her. How how humiliating is that? Also, men are drafted. Women aren't drafted. Men never see their kids because even if they're married, they're spending the entire day working. So they barely ever see their kids, a few hours. And this is when they're not divorced. And then typically men die younger, and who gets the benefit of his work? The wife. But go check out that book. It's great. So women hate MGTOW because right now it's what 10% of men are are, are red pill, but it's growing. If enough men of high SMV and doormatty, blue pilled beta providers opt out of marriage, they screwed. They're screwed. What, we're going to have to buy our own house with our horrible credit rating with no money in the savings? Understand, you can see this as a cynical view, but it's a true view, and everyone knows it. 50% of women don't even have $500 in their savings account. Most of the consumer and student loan debt is women. Women aren't good with money. That's why they need men. But then they malign and insult the men all the time, even though the man's taking care of them. The other problem is government. Government needs men to marry. They really do. And so that's another thwarting, styming factor to MGTOW really being preponderant is government needs you to marry. Government needs you to marry because of the income redistribution that comes from it. Because as a whole, men are the majority taxpayers in America. They are. Women, not so much because, again, women don't work or women typically work jobs that don't make as much money, right? They're, they're more in the nurturing sector. That's why you see teaching and nursing and data entry tend to be more female-centric. Men tend to do jobs that are riskier, right, working in a coal mine or that are more risky in terms of putting in their money into something and starting a business, right? We take more risk. Therefore, we make more money. It's none of this nonsense of, of discrimination. Women make 80 cents to a man's dollar. It's because you leave the workforce – how many times to go have the kids and raise the kids? That's why you make less because you're not in, you know, and if you look at this is like the old madman way of working when you stayed with one company for 40 years, it's not even madman because Don, Don Draper leaves the, the company many times. But you know my point. Back in the day, you'd stay in one company. Well, if you're leaving to have kids, that's going to affect that ability to promote, to get higher and higher. So it's not discrimination. But that's what the left calls it because the left likes to engender hate. Pitying the sexes against each other, pitting the classes against each other. I mean, this is classic Marxist tropes. So the government doesn't want you to succeed because if more men were single, it would be harder to get money to the women. Once you sign the contract, she's got the leverage and she can initiate divorce anytime. We know it's 75% when they're not college educated, 90% when they aren't college educated. And so that's a, that's a form of income redistribution. We know Hollywood... And social media are against it because they're left as well. And so they don't want you to go your own way as well. And this is why, many of the reasons why there's so much propaganda when you're such a young kid to watch a Disney and all these shows, all these rom-coms where you learn all these horrible lessons that you should take on women with tons of baggage, tons of debt. Believe in true love. Marry a woman who's older than you. Marry a woman who rages and hits you. No. So look, the other thing I want to say is this. Women have a double standard when it comes to their children in MGTOW. So the common, and we'll do a future episode on shame tactics. The common shame tactic, you'll hear a woman who has a kid, let's say a daughter. Let's say you have a daughter with this woman. She'd be like, see, you you hate women. You hate your own daughter. You're saying that women are, are useless after 35, after you know their sexual market value. Some would say 30, but say no. Sexual market value is not an indication of a woman's value as a human being. It's her. It's a. It's a. It's a graph, a meter, a metric, to to determine how she can parlay her beauty, youth, and fertility into getting something good, either a good maid or a good job. Because don't be don't be stupid. A lot of women are hired simply because they look pretty, and women take advantage of that, and they should, to be honest, if they have it. Because Lord knows, there's enough middle-aged, miserable, married men who when a somewhat attractive younger woman comes in for a job they'll just hire them just because they want eye candy in the room or they have this this idiotic idea that they can they have a chance with them this is why real estate agents that are female do so well right these men are just 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 fawning over the the, the cute real estate agent and they'll just just pick the house because she likes it and women know this pharmaceutical agents same thing pretty girls that go into sales do well I mean, look at, look at those shows, like Selling Sunset and all these shows, right? Pretty females. So they'll say, you hate your daughter. I'll say, no, I don't hate my daughter. Because ultimately, MGTOW is a trad con philosophy. What would you tell your daughter? You would tell your daughters, don't whore around because of the sex positive. And we know the studies, the more sexual partners you have, higher infidelity, mental health, depression, pair bonding problems. So, of course, you're not going to tell your daughter to go sleep with the whole football team. Of course not. You're a trad con. Essentially, when it comes to your daughter, you're a trad con. Go to college. Don't ride the carousel. Don't drink too much. Don't pick up any vices. Pick a degree that can make you money. Keep your debt down. Learn financial responsibility. Hopefully, you'll teach financial responsibility, too. Don't sleep around. And when you're in your peak SMV in your 20s, low 20s, marry a man who's older, established, religious, good guy, whatever. Because we know in that dynamic, men don't initiate divorce. So we're actually telling women what, hopefully, the mom would be telling women. Right? Is, your, is, is, your, is your baby mama going to be telling the daughter, go sleep with the entire football team? No, hopefully not. But the irony is this. So really, really, MGTOW men agree with the baby mama on how the, a girl should be raised. But th- here's the contradiction is the boys. See, women who hate MGTOWs, should be telling boys what we're telling boys, if they really love their sons, right? If they really love their sons, if they could step back and, and get out of the solipsism in their mind of how MGTOW is affecting their future livelihood because they can't tap into the man's provisioning. We know typically women marry men who make more money than them because they want to access their provisioning because they don't want to actually earn the lifestyle and the spending that they're doing. They just rather tap in like a like a you could you could euphemistically call it a symbiotic relationship, or you could cynically call it a parasitic relationship. But when it comes to the sons, why wouldn't the these women step back and be like, "Uh, yeah, you know, Mateo's right. The court system's gonna destroy you, and I love you so much. This is why I'm gonna tell you, don't marry, don't marry, because women initiate divorce so much. There's a lot of crazy cluster Bs. and like, there's a lot of narcissistic, sociopathic men." There's a lot of cluster Bs out there. The best thing to do is wait. Don't get married. And if you're going to get married, get married at 40 when you have more SMB. That way you can find a better quality woman. Watch out for the the crazy, the over-tattoo, the psycho cluster B types. This is what all moms should be telling their sons. All moms should be telling their sons to be MGTOW. Work on yourself. Work on your addictions. And stay away from women. Stay away from crazy because they can destroy you. That's the irony of all this is that women will shame MGTOW men. But really, they should embrace it for the sake of their own sons. But they can't. Because that requires them to step back. Women have a problem stepping back. They can't step back. They can't see the contradiction. And remember, women... MGTOW was a response to you embracing radical feminism, postmodernist thinking, cultural Marxism, the Frankfurt School of Thinking, and and so on, et al, et al, et al. MGTOW wouldn't have to exist in 1342 AD France. So don't think we're causing the problem by opting out. MGTOW men are smart. MGTOW men have lots of money, most of them, because they never married or they divorced and worked hard and they they save well. They're smart men who are realizing the system is set up against me and it's not worth it, and they're opting out. They're smart men. They're not loser incels. A lot of them can get laid all the time. But they're doing what's best for them, and that's what makes you mad and pisses you off, that men are looking out for themselves. Because in the past, you just see men as disposable and interchangeable. And so when men are finally standing up for their, quote, marital rights, close quote, it freaks you out because where are you going to get your provisioning? And that's essentially where all the anger is from these women. And like with the Taylor Swift woman, all I said in that video, uh, in that episode, I should say, was that Taylor Swift's had 13 boyfriends in 10 years. That's quite a lot. Quite a lot of sexual partners. That's not necessarily good for her mental health. I'm actually looking out for Taylor Swift. But, you know, you you see these people are obsessed with like, the the Beyonce people and the Cardi B people. All These people are just obsessed with their celebrities that if you even call them out a little and say, and I'm not even calling her out. I'm just saying take care of yourself, stop sleeping around, marry this Joe Alwyn and sail into the sunset. But either way, this is my take why women hate Make tell. Go to the Awakened Man Facebook channel. Our Facebook group page and uh, tell me what you think. Guys, post a review. It helps me out. Please do it if you have an Apple product. Also, if you want to help us out financially, there's a PayPal link in the episode notes of these episodes and all episodes. Click on that and donate five, ten bucks once or monthly if you can. I'm an Amazon affiliate, so go to Naturopathic Earth. There's a link in the episode notes. And you can check out all my articles but if you click on articles and then food recipes and click on any of the food recipes, you'll notice that there's a link to Amazon. Click on that. And then anything you buy on Amazon within 24 hours, we get a 2% commission at no expense to you, which really isn't a lot. You could buy a $400 television. We get 6 bucks, I think. But still, it's something. Also, buy my two books, Confessions of an Obese Child and Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior. You can find both of those on Amazon, Kindle or paperback, or Barnes & Noble Nook. If you want some one on one coaching from the red pill perspective or about weight loss and weight management, contact me through the clarity.fm link. And go check out, because I hate women so much, I have a channel dedicated solely to female health, the Female Holistic Health Apothecary. And go check out Confessions of an OB Shop, post an OS review there, and subscribe. Until next time, take care. God bless. Thank
0: you for listening to the Awakened Man podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time. contributed to Nine Inch Nails.